Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. Hope you all had a very good weekend. A uh, lot to get into. I still got a lot of uh, things to upload with my audio segments and some videos. So hopefully we'll get that up there probably in some time. Uh, what a weekend! Obviously a lot went down. You know, obviously UFC, college football, the NFL. A lot of unexpected upsets over the weekend, uh, and obviously more and more of the NBA games uh, getting going, although it's very, very early, um, but Golden State is really um, playing really well, and they're hot, um, you know, and then you have obviously a couple of teams still trying to figure it out, um, so we'll get to that as the week goes on. Uh, so I want to kick off things by recapping week nine of the NFL uh season obviously week nine ends tonight with the Chicago Bears at the Pittsburgh Steelers should be an interesting one considering how both teams have played this year and the Bears definitely in the spot where their season may or may not turn after this game so we'll find out a lot about this Bears team and Matt Nagy um, you know if he's on the silence tonight coaching uh, so let's get started with some of the early games that took place. Um, so the Baltimore Ravens won 34-31 uh, in overtime. Uh, great game between both teams, you know. Uh, the Vikings definitely came to play after having that poor performance last week against the Dallas Cowboys. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Jefferson all um, played well for a stretch. You know, um, it was a good game overall. I mean, obviously the Ravens came out and were a little bit slow early on, um, but they picked it up as the game went along. You know, and the Vikings had a, I think, a uh, pretty good lead in this game. But once the Ravens defense kind of settled down, got some stops, uh, this offense picked it up. With, you know, Marquise Brown making some plays, and you know, you kind of saw things kind of develop after that quite a bit. You know, Baltimore had more yards, more first downs. Their two turnovers definitely kept the Vikings in this game late. Um, but they came back from behind once again. The Ravens did, and they got it done on that drive, especially that led to the Tucker's field goal in overtime. Um, and the Vikings could have been a little bit better at some spots. You know, they just did not get it done when they had to. Uh, their defense, albeit, did play well enough, but when the game's like this against you know, the Ravens and how they do play, you know, can never rule them out of any game. And Lamar Jackson uh, definitely uh, did that, having a three-touchdown game. They come back from behind win. We've seen it earlier this season against the Colts, who started against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so Baltimore... Um, you know, gets the win, and they, I think, right now at this moment, sit top of the AFC North. The Patriots beat the Panthers 24 to six. Patriots now improved to five and four, while the Panthers dropped to four and five. You know, Sam Donald's had a couple of disappointing weeks now. Um, you know, you thought that maybe he would be able to be helped by the return of Christian McCaffrey, but. You know, that really didn't do much at all because he still had turnovers against Bill Belichick and, you know, 
Darnold's kind of hitting a stretch where, you know, obviously he started out fairly well, and now things are kind of a little bit dicey just in terms of how he's played. You know, because there were a couple of turnovers yesterday that, you know, he shouldn't have, and he did, including that pick six. And, you know, but Belichick just has a great way of confusing quarterbacks, and Darnold, who already has had struggles against New England when he was with the Jets, kind of continued on Sunday. Uh, because the pass didn't have to do much offensively. You know, they controlled the clock. They got a couple of first downs. Mac Jones did just enough to get this victory. It was all the defense that really was able to find a way to uh, make it happen. And the Panthers are at a point now in their season where, you know, they find themselves, um, I, think they, I think they're tied with the Panthers or, you know, they're one loss or less than the Panthers. You know, so... They set an interesting spot in the um, in the NFC South, and they gotta find a way to turn it around quickly, or else this their promising start that they did have is gonna go all down all down the drain. So, hopefully, Sam Donald figures it out because if he keeps playing like this, then there's a good chance that he's not gonna be their quarterback next year, um, and he's gonna have to find a way to put together some performances to get this team back on the right track, uh, especially. You know, in the next few games that they have up. The Cleveland Browns went into Cincinnati and won 41-16. to uh, This was a really solid performance from the Cleveland Browns in all aspects. I mean, Baker Mayfield had a nice game, a couple of touchdowns, no turnovers. Denzel Ward had a 99-yard interception return in this one. A really good job at Cleveland's defense overall of getting to Joe Burrow, sacking him, and keeping this Bengals team from really getting all the explosive plays they wanted to get. Um, Nick Chubb had a huge game on the ground, I think 130 yards plus rushing, a couple of scores. The Browns played like a team that needed to get a, get a win, as I mentioned earlier last week. They played like it. Obviously, you saw a couple of nice plays from, from Mayfield. His offense looked a little bit better. And so, obviously, the first game without Odell Beckham, and... You know, overall, you just got a good game from all sides of the ball. Um, Cincinnati started really slow. Um, Joe Burrow got sacked five times, threw a couple of interceptions. Um, the Bengals just did not do a good job of finishing drives. They did not have enough momentum early on in this game. And it's a good thing that the Bengals have a bye week in, uh, you know, next week because you know, they've lost a couple of games now where you felt like they could have won, right? And now they're hitting that... As a young team, you obviously have a winning record, and it's very easy to like you know fall back to being that other kind of team. And right now, they've kind of have those tendencies where you know they're just not making plays happen. Their execution is a little bit off, uh, and teams are finding ways to get success against them. So uh, they got a lot of work to do because you know they set a spot now where I mean the, the AFC North is getting really really interesting, right? After the Ravens, I mean, it's getting very interesting in terms of who's going to have the lead in the standings. You know, Pittsburgh can't be ruled out either. So uh, they got a lot of work to do in the bye week to figure out how they can be better from start to finish and how they can start off to a better start because you're just not seeing them do it as well as they should be doing it. And that's got to change if they have any hopes of trying to make the playoffs for the first time in, in, in a lot of seasons. 
the Denver Broncos pulled out the upset win over the Dallas Cowboys, 30 to 16. Uh, what a performance by Denver's defense, you know. Obviously, after trading Von Miller, I thought that maybe they wouldn't be as great or not play as well. But the secondary did a good job. I mean, they really gave, made it hard for Dak Prescott and this offense to get any kind of offensive rhythm in this game. I mean, Dallas had their lowest total of yards on the season. I think they had about 290 yards of offense or 278, something along those lines. Um, but, I mean, from just look at the game. It was almost a shutout early on for most of the game until like Dallas scored Javonto Williams of the Denver Broncos had a you know huge game on the ground rushing for a lot of yards um, He did much better than Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard who they just could not do well enough The Cowboys struggled in a lot of aspects now It's not more so about Dak having the injury and coming back from the injury and all that obviously he didn't play last week they just got beat in a lot of aspects of this game, and Denver needed a win considering that they were four and four on the season, and you know, they played played pretty much a turnover-free game. You know, Tim Patrick, the wide receiver, had a good game. Uh, the Broncos got a good win. They got a good win on the road against a team that obviously had won a number of games straight, and you know, it was just one of those games where Denver really just played well. Um, the defense did a good job overall of not letting C.D. Lamb and Mari Cooper have too much success um, on this game. And, you know, Denver definitely uh, is going to need more of these kind of performances if they want to be able to uh, keep pace in the AFC West. That's also getting very interesting uh, in terms of the standings and who's going to have an edge of the division coming up. Um, so... A lot of things are kind of coming to play right now, and Denver definitely, with this win, puts himself in a, in a better spot going forward uh, to compete for that AFC West title. So, this next time I want to continue on with recapping Week 9 and the games. So... Probably one of the biggest upsets of this season, and now there have been quite a few early in the season, but this one felt like a big one. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Buffalo Bills 9-6. to Now, obviously, this is not what you expected to see from the Buffalo Bills because they were pretty much winning, and they were favored by a lot of points in this game, and somehow, some way, some of these weird games do happen in the NFL season, and... Jacksonville surprisingly did just enough uh, to actually win the turnover battle in this one. I mean, the Bills committed three turnovers. The Jaguars defensive and Josh Allen uh, was able to get a whole bunch of turnovers on the Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Obviously, both guys were number seven overall picks in consecutive drafts, you know, and, you know, uh, the Jaguars defensive end Josh Allen had an interception, a sack, and a fumble. Um, you know, the Bills had 12 penalties for 118 yards. I mean, they did not finish drives as well uh, against Jacksonville. It was really an off day for the Buffalo Bills and their their team. They just did not come out and play really well from the get-go. Um, they didn't convert their chances when they had to. You know, Trevor Lawrence did just enough to just keep the 
uh, Jaguars in a good spot. But it's really came out, came out the turnovers, came down to a couple of opportunities, and the Bills just didn't come out and play well. This was probably one of their really tough losses of the season, just because of like uh, how they kind of play from the get-go, right? Obviously, they should be better than this. Josh Allen should be playing much better than this, but he didn't. And, you know, maybe this is kind of like a wake-up call for the Buffalo Bills because we know that they've been obviously winning uh, a lot of games on their schedule that have been, you know, some have been impressed, some have been impressed, some have been expected. Obviously, they're close. Their first loss was obviously to, um, you know, to the Tennessee Titans on the road. But this one felt like one that uh, they just did not play well enough at all in all aspects and hopefully they clean it up because they can't have this kind of performance uh, again uh, if they want to be able to you know make a push for it not that you know Jacksonville's still a rebuilding team and they're obviously still figuring out their identity but this is one of those strange ones that and you know, there's no touchdowns just field goals and you know a game in which somehow Jacksonville Urban Meyer Urban Meyer actually did a good enough job as I would say in getting this team to play well. I mean, they didn't have to do a whole lot, although, because the Bills beat themselves with a lot of turnovers. Um, but, yeah, Jacksonville gets the second win of the season, and, you know, hopefully... That was the first, Jack, that was the first Jaguars win, of the, uh, their first win at home this season. So, uh, maybe that will continue to be something that they, um, they rely upon, you know, and can figure out more and more things as the season goes along. The Miami Dolphins won 17-9 to over the Houston Texans. Two 1-7 teams that obviously have had a lot of losing, a lot of things go on. And, you know, Tua did not play, but uh, this game was just a lot of turnovers as well. I mean, nine turnovers combined for both teams. So sloppy with the football both teams were. I think Houston had four, Miami had five. Um, but... You know, when you have two teams playing like this kind of way, this kind of record, um, Miami needed a win at home. We know that they need to stop that losing streak. They got a win, even though it was a game in which they were really sloppy and could have easily lost the game. They got it done, um, you know, when they had to, and they get a, a much-needed win. Um, but definitely there are a couple of losses away still from their season being over. Uh, so we'll find out. But definitely it's been a year for the Dolphins where, yes, Tua hasn't, been able to be available for some of these games, but they also haven't played well as a defense, and uh, they gotta start putting things together if they have any shot of trying to make it interesting uh, for themselves down the stretch, because if they don't, then they're gonna be looking at how they wanna build around Tua, or possibly try to still go after another quarterback in the free agency market next season. So, who knows, but the Dolphins definitely gotta figure things out quickly. Um, they got to start finding some pieces and players that they really want to build this team around and, and make it a plan going forward. And the Atlanta Falcons pulled out a 27-25 to win over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, great game between both teams. Matt Ryan played very well in this game. Um, you know, he found Cordell Patterson on a big pass down the field, which set up the game-winning field goal attempt. I mean, the Saints played really well also. Uh, you know, they kind of started off a little bit slow. They just didn't execute in a couple of spots, you know. A couple of spots, the Saints kind of missed out of executing. And Atlanta 
just really found themselves in a good spot where they were able to get some opportunities, some matchups that they took advantage of, and you know Matt Ryan put forth a really good performance against Trevor Simeon, who filled in really you know really well against the Falcons. But you know there were a couple of obviously penalties, some drop passes by the Saints, and you know the Saints still you know missed a goal opportunity, I would say, to uh, move closer to the Bucks in the standings, but. You know, we're gonna find out if they can, uh, you know, put it together because we know that, you know, Kamara and you know, obviously it's gonna do a whole lot whenever he can. But you know, it's gonna be really up, up to Sean Payton how to get the best out of Trevor Simeon and uh, Taysom Hill uh, going forward. They did play well um, for the most part. There were a couple of opportunities that they missed with the coverages and, and you know looks and stuff like that. Uh, but they gotta make sure that they find a way to stay stay afloat and at least stay in the mix um in the nfc west uh, sorry nfc south i mean uh because they got uh, i see a very talented defense obviously the defense has made you know you know made that one little mistake that allowed that cordell patterson you know pass there um but a good bit for the Atlanta falcons they sit i think at four and four now so they're hitting their crucial point of the season as well and you know, it remains to be seen how well they will be able to keep it up. Um, you know, going forward with the games they have on their schedule. Um, but you know, the Bucks definitely uh, got a break in this one. With the Falcons beating the Saints in New Orleans. So in this segment, I want to continue on with uh, recapping all of Week Nine and the Sunday games. Obviously, the afternoon ones as well. Uh, so the New York Giants picked up the 23 to 16 win over the Las Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Raiders definitely missed some key opportunities in this game to you know to put up more points in Giants territory. Xavier McKinney had two interceptions off Derek Carr. Uh, Devin Booker. Uh, had a good running game on the ground. The Giants defense was really great in this game. I mean, the Raiders obviously had some drives in a couple of spots. And, you know, Carr did have that, you know, pick six. And, you know, he and Darren Wall did con- didn't connect early on. But as the game went on, they did get a couple more opportunities. Um, but, you know, just a great job overall because, you know, the Giants won the turnover battle. Leonard Williams came up with a big, pl- big play. Um... You know, so it was an all-around good team effort for the New York Giants, and the Raiders definitely uh, came out a little bit flat. Could have been a little bit better early on, um, but they still remain in the thick of things in the AFC West. The LA Chargers won 27 to 24 over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Chargers got a really good uh, performance from Justin Herbert. You know. They converted a key fourth down in this game to keep the ball um, with them, you know. And the Eagles, you know, they um, the Eagles obviously they play a pretty good game as well, you know. You know, Devontae Smith had 116 yards and a touchdown in this game. Hurts played pretty well, I mean, but the more important story was, you know, the Chargers were able to find their ways on the Eagles' defense. The Eagles' defense could not get enough stops couple of key drives you know extended and 
Chargers definitely uh, played like a team from start to finish. You know, Brandon Silly doing a good job of, you know, emphasizing keeping the ball and putting up, putting up points and putting teams away. And they put Philadelphia away, not giving them any time left at all. End of the game for a field goal attempt. So, a good win for the Chargers as they stay right there um, with the Raiders at the top. Um, and then, you know, obviously Denver's up there still against Kansas City as well. Uh, so the Chiefs uh, won 13 to seven over the Green Bay Packers. You know, not obviously the kind of score that you expect from both teams, but considering it was Jordan Love's first start, considering that the Chiefs have been winning a little, you know, last few games, kind of playing out of their style, but kind of a little bit, you know, gritty, contested kind of games they're playing. You know, they got another, another win. Um, Mahomes did just enough to keep the Chiefs, you know, ahead of the chains. You know, they converted a couple of opportunities. Uh, the Packers just couldn't get it going as Marjorie and Love had an up and down performance. Had a touchdown late, but he really struggled early on with the blitzes and the pressure. Um, you know, Aaron Jones and Dylan did their thing, but the Packers just never were able to find that rhythm late. And when they did find it late, you know, the Chiefs were able to kind of put it away with a couple of uh, key plays. Obviously, they went forward on a couple of plays as well to keep the drive in their favor, you know. But the Packers were, you know, 2 of 12 on third down. They had two missed opportunities for a field goal. One was blocked, one was missed, you know. So it was just one of those games in which Packers could have, you know, won and had better offense, you know, because their defense did play good enough to the point where it was. A one possession game, but the Chiefs got the win, and you know they're sitting at five and four now, uh, right there in the middle of things in the AFC West. The Arizona Cardinals won 31 to 17 over the San Francisco 49ers. This was a really very disappointing performance from the 49ers. You know they dropped a three and five on the season. I don't think they've even won a home game this year, this season. But the Cardinals were playing without Kyler Murray. Without DeAndre Hopkins and the car and the 49ers defense that was really good some time ago, they just allowed so much of you know Colt McCoy, <laughs> James Conner to really put up points and you know they had 163 yards rushing compared to the 49ers who they struggled with their running game, had three turnovers, you know a fumble and. The, you know, the defense just wasn't really good at all in this game. And, you know, I guess Jimmy Garoppolo played okay. But this team just isn't able to get a good, you know, get enough good stops. And they're struggling in a lot of areas in terms of what they used to do good a couple of years ago. And the Cardinals just found a way to stay with it and get some big big plays. And they, they won without Kyler Murray um, with a dominant rushing game and their defense doing what it needed to be done in terms of you know, capitalizing on those turnovers. And then you finally have uh, the night game that took place uh, between the Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Rams. And the Tennessee Titans won 28-16. to uh, What a rough game for the Los Angeles Rams. You know, it felt like they, you know, they were favored obviously in this matchup because of the better offense and better defense. But you know, Tennessee was able to capitalize on a couple of turnovers. I mean, 
Matthew Stafford did not have probably have probably had his one of his worst games as a Ram because uh, he had a sequence where I think he threw two interceptions in three plays. You know, one was obviously a pick six. Another one was uh, so you know they put up Tennessee. They put Tennessee in some good opportunities, good field positioning, and Ryan Tannehill had a great like fake on a fourth down and goal play as well to put them up twenty-one to three. But the Rams just were out of it. You know, their running game wasn't going anywhere. Their offense couldn't find opportunities. There were a lot of penalties on their defense as well. Kind of a sloppy game for the for the Los Angeles Rams. The play calling just wasn't good enough at times, and they couldn't convert. But give credit to Tennessee. Their defense has played much better. They're a team that's just finding ways to win right now, and they are playing extremely well. Um, getting done somehow. Um, you know, obviously Adrian Peterson played yesterday, had a touchdown. But, you know, Jeffrey Simmons, their defensive lineman, Kevin Byer, their defense made some impact plays yesterday. Um, and they pl- they've been playing much better as of late. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill did more than enough in this game in terms of finding Brown and Jones and a couple other players. So Tennessee was just much more better in the early portion of this game. Kind of kept it in their favor. And the Rams just couldn't. And the end zone as much, you know, still for a couple of field goals and, you know, just wasn't much of the big plays and the kind of things we've seen from Stafford in a while. Um, so, yeah, it's a wake-up call for the, for the Rams as well. Obviously, it's just their second loss on the season, but, you know, going forward obviously with the division and everything, it's going to be interesting to watch how the Rams, you know, respond from this one, you know, because this was just one game where Stafford didn't have his best stuff. And they couldn't win despite of it, you know. So this defense, you know, that has been playing pretty well this year, had a couple of, um, you know, quote penalties and stuff like that to extend the drives. Uh, but you look at, you know, where both teams are right now in their standings and their divisions. I mean, Tennessee, you know, is in control of the AFC South. And they right now, I think, are sitting at number one in the AFC in terms of seeding-wise. Uh, but, you know... Things can definitely change going forward. Um, I would just say for the Rams, obviously, you know, their match, their next matchup might be against the Cardinals and another team. But the NFC West, the AFC West, those divisions are getting interesting. Now the AFC East also is interesting because all of a sudden, you know, Patriots are creeping up on the Buffalo Bills, you know, and then obviously the NFC South is getting a little bit more interesting with Atlanta playing well. Um, and look at the NFC East. Obviously, Cowboys still have a decent lead on all the teams there, but you know that's something to watch out for as well. And then you know, look at the AFC North. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch how these teams perform. Obviously, there'll be a lot of games in Week Ten that will definitely have a lot of you know interesting uh, implications in terms of uh, seeding and push towards the postseason. But we're kind of seeing all these things happen. It was obviously an unusual kind of week because you had bunch of upsets and stuff like that um, but it only adds to the pressure next week because there are some teams like the Patriots the Browns that will be in action head-to-head next week that'll be a big time game in terms of playoff seeding and where they are in the AFC playoff picture and then you look at um, you know a couple of other teams that are coming off the bye weeks in Seattle and Tampa Bay should be interesting to see how these teams perform and do um, as they try to stay you know in the picture for everything. Tampa Bay obviously is going to be playing, I think, Washington next week. So, you know, a lot of things are coming into play where some teams are facing that make and break time and other teams are 
at a crucial point in their season where they need to get a couple of wins in a row to start separating from the pack of the AFC playoff race and the AFC playoff race.